Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I have gotten so many dick pics from you guys this week. Not pictures of your actual dicks, thank God. But in the last episode, Dina and I talked about how the memes of Wood, the man with a very large penis, got us through the first couple months of lockdown. And let me just say, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast and listening so closely and taking time out of your day to send me memes that you thought would cheer me up for the rest of the pandemic. I really appreciate it. But if I can be completely honest, Wood is very March, April, maybe May of 2020. And I think it's time to leave him there. I think it's time to leave that meme there where it belongs. Since then, we've had a new meme. We've had the Bernie Sanders mittens meme, which was exciting. This is actually the first time we've inaugurated a pair of mittens. That's what it felt like, didn't it? My favorite were the ghost one and the uh, OJ one of OJ putting on the mittens. Those were great. But again, for as much fun as we had with it, and we had fun, let's leave that meme where it belongs. And that is inside of last week. I also want to go on record and say Bernie Sanders technically was the only person dressed appropriately for a pandemic. But seriously, guys, the inauguration I I want to acknowledge was super exciting. This is a new day for America. It's a new chapter. We can all, you know, look to the future uh, with some hope. And we have our first female vice president, which is incredibly exciting. Um, And I just wanted to acknowledge that. I also want to take a second to just thank everyone who shared and rated and left reviews of the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I love the people that wrote to me and told me what lines resonated with them and what they thought was really funny. Um, I loved it. So keep it up. I really enjoy that. Without any further ado, I welcome you to today's episode of Social Studies. Guys, I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I built my career writing comedy on the observation of these behaviors. I'm Jenna Kingsley, writer, comic, creator, and host of the new podcast series, Social Studies. I am so excited to have Emma Wilman on. She's an unbelievable stand-up comic. You've seen her on Colbert on Netflix. She's so talented. Stop Welcome, it. Stop Emma. it. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. I met Emma because Emma and I share like a stand-up best friend. Yes, we do. And I don't remember, did we meet through her at like Caroline's Comedy Club in New York or where was it? Yes, our friend is Robin Shaw. Yes. She had uh, a show at Caroline's Comedy Club. That's where we met. Yes. And Robin Shaw, if you don't know, you very well might because now she's like, she's like like the most famous. famous. She's the most famous person on the internet right now. Yeah, she is. It's so fucking, I mean, I've had people message me her video and I'm like, this is my friend Robin that I told you about. And they're like, oh, that's Robin. I'm like, Yes, this is Robin. Um, yeah, Emma and I were just talking before I started recording. We're so excited for Robin. No one yeah. deserves that more. Nobody. Couldn't and agree more. Do you remember me, you and Robin did a show for like dead people? It was, I want to say it wasn't at Caroline's. It was at like Broadway. Comedy Wait, I didn't realize you were at that show. <laughs> Which- I do. 
I do remember that show. The reason I must wouldn't have realized was because I, I think I went first and then I left. I don't know if we're we're talking about the same. Dead there can't people. be more than I've done one. No, I've done two shows for dead people. But this, if it's got to be one of them was in one of them was out in Philly. Hey, this was in was, the city. This was in the city at Broadway Comedy Club. Yes. Yeah. And I remember I didn't, I would just say, yeah, I said yes to it. I didn't really look at it. And then I remember it was like a fundraiser for someone's funeral. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's why I say dead people. Not only was yes. it terrible, but it was a funeral. It was so, and I went, it was so, yeah. The, I don't know if it was like the actual funeral and they were having us at the show, whatever. I just remember my intro because they were like, you know, when you do a stand-up show, the host comes up to you and says, what do you want your intro to be? And I said, <laughs> Access TV. And then I remember when she introduced me, she was like, your next, I guess, comedian has been on Access TV, which she says is a thing. I haven't heard of it. Oh my Here's God, Here's yes. Emma. And I went up to that. Yeah, and no. I think I went first and then left. How was your set? No, I think, because, no, I think you were there for my set because we couldn't get, we were like, we know this is like a funeral fundraiser, but these might be dead people. Right, 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 right. Are I we never, the, it was, in the casket? Are we in the casket? Was I there for, if I was there for your set and I don't remember. You were there. Okay, then the only reason I don't remember is because I like blanked I it out. No. I blanked it out. I, I don't remember. I remember her introing me. I remember them not being into me. Oh, I kind of remember being there afterwards because did, did they pull us back up on stage? Was it one of those situations? I don't, I don't know. It was so bad. And I was like, Robin, where did you rough? Only Robin. Only right. Robin would know right. that show. I forgot that was through Robin. That was that through motherfucker. Robin. Yeah. Yeah, and that was yeah. rough. It's amazing. I, that's so funny that you remember that because I keep saying we oh. perform for dead people, but now I know why. <laughs> Because it was yeah. an actual funeral thing. It was a funeral. I, I, I don't know if I'm confusing it with my other dead person one, but no, it had I think to it be. was had to be. But the other one was a funeral <laughs> fundraiser too. But I was, I was featuring for someone in Philly, and <laughs> no, she was featuring for me. And it was it was this comedian, and she was started doing a lot of crowd work, and it was like really it was tough, and there was like a very sullen mood and we knew it was a fundraiser but we didn't know what for and there was this guy that looked really really down and so she started saying like what's going on with I'm, you like what's up he had an empty seat next to him and she said is that for your wife like he said yes and she goes well she's been in the bathroom a long time like she must not really be Stop. into you and everyone's like everyone's like no 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 and then she's like what 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 his wife is blowing some guy in the bathroom doing coke and they're like it's a it's a fundraiser for his dead wife so we because we can't afford a casket so we had oh, to get god. that Oh God, Emma! Is there Emma. anything worse? That wasn't me. That was someone out. That was that was a comedian named Kate Wolf. Who, that is, and she was like, "I'm so sorry." And then it was, "There's no coming yeah. back from that." How much is a casket? Like I don't grand? know, but is that what a? I was just gonna ask, what is a funeral like? Are we performing at a funeral? Is it like the after party from a funeral? Like what is, <laughs> what are these funeral shows that we're doing? I think that they're raising money for the funeral, but I don't know why. I feel like it's like, just don't make them go to the comedy show. Just people would, will give the five to 20. Yeah. Like a go it. They're not me. like entertain me first. Cause so you don't have to put your, the cold body of your dead wife in the ground. You know what I mean? By the way, like, thank God there's Venmo now. Like thank I don't God think there was Venmo, Venmo now. Because I don't think there was Venmo. I don't think there was Venmo then. That was like five years ago or something oh. just because 
What a God. horrible idea. No one wants to what laugh before idea. you buy the coffin. And also it's like so sad to think about that strain of not be like for some reason that depresses me too. the idea of like not like I, and I get it, I get it. I don't mean to be insensitive when I say this, but like being stressed about buying a coffin like that's really fucking tough. Like what a tough thing to be stressed about, because if you can't get the coffin, I don't know what they do with the body. I you mean, just it's just a web until you get in like. A you save up. Job? <laughs> they they <laughs> have to be able to put give some kind of credit for those, like where you pay twenty dollars a month or something, like a layaway casket. Yeah, and I'm if they obsessed with layaway. By the way, if they oh, are you the concept Good. of it? Be like careful I want to just. I've never done it, but I'm just obsessed with it. Like I want to just constantly try to put things on layaway. Now I've never done it. But if you can you try just lay away your casket and die and not have to pay it off. Yeah, that's actually a good idea because you know? it, it's a thing. I don't know if that's where like health and I've been watching a lot of true crime and <laughs> lockdown. And I know part of health and when you get the health, whatever it is with the couple gets it, then they kill each other. Part of that money is supposed Covers to go to the, the casket. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. yeah. I didn't realize like, should I start saving for a casket? Is that like a, I don't I know. I mean, it'd be very considerate of you. Maybe. It, it depends what kind of casket do you want. I, you care about that? I don't care. First of all, I'm a Jew. Really You're supposed to just go in like a wood box that disintegrates. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're just like supposed to just not even have. They, of course, we do it. We get hmm. the casket, but we're supposed right. to be buried in like a shoebox, basically. I didn't know that. Yeah, keep it simple then. Yeah, keep it simple and like just disintegrate so maybe you don't by the way i could be making that up that could be all the jews listening i'm so sorry if i misunderstood our tradition like i wanna have you ever seen jared the comedian jared freed i have seen him him. okay he's really funny and i'm gonna butcher his joke but he has this joke about he used to do it a long time ago so i'm totally paraphrasing i'm butchering it but the idea is he was dating this girl who's not jewish and her family would always ask him things like jared is this a jewish thing or tell us about this holiday he's like i don't know so he's like i'm just like speaking out of my ass (laughs) that's like me right now right he's like this is when (laughs) king shamil did the deal with monica and that's why we're all here and they're and they don't know so they're like oh okay so embarrassing i literally just made up the jewish religion like off the top of my head but you're jewish you can say it Exactly. Where I would get in trouble would be if I By go way, and pass that on to someone and they're like, where the fuck do you hear that? And I'm like, Shut up. Emma has a show on Netflix right now. You could see her stand up on Netflix, which is huge, Emma. Thank you. Yeah, it's the Netflix 50. It was the comedy lineup i think we filmed it two years ago fuck it's crazy Can't believe that was like, two years ago isn't it crazy how fast time flies it is and i really should have gotten it to what happened was after i did that then i was really focused on acting because i was on two seasons of the show crazy ex-girlfriend i was too focused on acting and what i should have fo- could have would have should have what i should have focused on is stand up and banged out another like half hour or an hour which i didn't do but that's fine do That's you okay. love stand up? Like, was that always your thing? Like, I want to be a stand up comic. No. Okay. It wasn't. Okay. I was always interested in entertainment. Like I was like, I'm so interested in entertainment. I thought I wanted to be in the music business. Okay. Are you a singer? No. So oh. when I was in, not at all. <laughs> okay. So, but thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you have a mic in your hand at all times. You never know. When I graduated college, I just, I, I felt a little bit like I loved college. Definitely. Like, 
best time of my life, I would say. And then I just felt really lost. And I, I was at this party and I saw someone doing stand up, and I was like, oh, and I was always like weird. Like I was always like, kind of like the class clown a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. So I was like, oh, maybe. And I didn't realize at the time that it's not really about that. Like there's just so many different, it's, if you're the class clown, it doesn't mean you'd be a good stand up. If you're the quietest person ever, it doesn't mean you'd be good. There's like so many other things there's going so on. so many other things. So many other things, but I it, liked it. I really liked it when I got into it. But were I, you relieved if when you stepped out to do acting, were you like oh, a little relieved or you were you missed it? I felt really scared when I stepped out to do acting because I when I was do actually, yeah, I felt scared and I f- did feel so much anxiety about not doing comedy because comedy is such an addiction and compulsion. Per- that's what I always say. You're only as good as your last show. So it's yes. hard to actually stop. I made a conscious decision to stop stand up like two, three years ago. Like I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I knew that you had stopped. I didn't realize it was that. Well, I stopped for a full year. Yeah. About seven or eight years ago. Okay. When I graduated grad school, I stopped. I was like, I need to give myself a chance to try to do something else because this is fucking insane. Yeah, you're adi- it's an addiction. It's an addiction. I try and to explain rest- that to people. Yes. Like when I stopped, I was like, I'm not going to put dates on this month. Like it was like a real decision because yes, it's hard. It's to, 100% to- real too. Be- and it's also like, it's the tying your self-worth into it and then seeing what other people are doing and it feels very insidious and then it becomes very it's like a slippery soap of being like so self-involved and not even thinking about it's just like so such a mind fuck so I stopped for a year yeah seven or eight years ago now at this point I wasn't doing I was just like I'd only been doing it like two or three years when I stopped I didn't plan on coming back but then when I did it was I was like I have to be more well-rounded I have to have like a life outside of this I have to see friends have a life like it's hard to really have a hard. life especially in New York it's really it's hard. hard I used to it's like hard. go out to do shows and I would be leaving my building at like 10 30 at night and I'm like my doorman must think I'm a stripper there's like no other excuse like I would leave at 10 30 to get to do like a right. midnight show coming back or all disheveled. come back at like 2 a.m right either really happy and then yeah, I was like not. miserable and then yeah. you don't sleep and you're like yep. recounting your set in your head yep. um but I remember for me like I when I started I was open for Jackie Martling. And that actually happened oh, cool. after I did Access because he was in the audience after I did that show That's on so Access. Funny. And it wasn't really my crowd. Like he's the nicest guy in the whole entire world. Oh yes. He was very famous. He was yeah, the, he's very he famous. was the big, um, the joke man. Yeah. Jackie, the joke man. Yeah. yeah. But his crowd was like a different kind of crowd than, um, mm-hmm. like then, <laughs> then wants to see me. Right. They want like nonstop you. dick jokes. Right? right. 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 And then I'm like my therapist and they're like, right. what? Right. Also <laughs> you like, had, but yeah. he's not like that. He's the nicest person. And I loved working with him, but I remember I would be like driving out far away, like to do a show, like two hours away. And then the manager would walk me out of the club and I'd, I drive home and I was like, this isn't, I love comedy. Like I love writing. I, I love, love improv. I love, I grew up doing theater and all mm. that, but I never was one of these people that's like, I need to do stand up. I love performing. I, I've right. always been a performer, but to do stand up, you have to really commit to a life, uh, like really a solitary 
life. Yes. And I think I almost used to not admit that I do love stand up for that reason because I I used to always be like, no, I, I am I just like performing and this is fun and this is the avenue into entertainment I want and I do love show business. I yeah. know some people are like, yeah, I, no, I, show I, business. Love oh, I love show I love show it. business, baby. I love There's it. no business like it's, show business. It's fun. It's just like <laughs> a fun and it's like a clusterfuck, but it's just fun. I, I like it. And I always think yeah. there's like a reason behind the stuff and I like I just I, I like it. I like the I I don't I like networking or I like brainstorming or and I, I like the diff I like I just even the stuff I don't like I still like it and I'm a like a creator so I love like yeah. collaborating and coming up with oh. some funny some funny stuff like that's the stuff I love. I love collaborating too and I actually genuinely think I do get the same rush from that as I do from stand-up same but. I same yeah you know it's almost like shun if you're if you do like other things so now I'm like I like other, th- I like podcasting. Yeah. Just, I have more fun podcast. This doing podcasting to me is more fun than doing a show in a lot of ways. I love doing radio. I used to mm-hmm. do a lot of radio when I was opening for Jackie because he had a show on Sirius. So I would mm. be on the show every week. I bought Robin with me once on the show. That's awesome. Um, but I loved it. First of all, you don't have to brush your hair, which I love. Right. But now you- they want to video everything. We're on video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Why do you have to? Run? But I, I kind of love not having an audience because then you feel yes. way less filtered. Absolutely. And you'll say 100%. things that you maybe wouldn't say. Oops. Which, yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Totally. And also it's like, you just get to be in the moment a little bit more and it feels so, per- it does. And when you meet people that know you from something like that, it just feels so personal and nice. It's I so, think. Well, it's so funny because it's been a long time since I've publicly done things that were about me. Like mm. I used to write a blog. I used to do stand up. I did like radio. I did, you know, my videos. And then I stopped because I was doing stuff for brands. So it wasn't so much about sure. me. This is totally. the first public thing I've done about that I talk about like snippets from my life in a long time. And I kind of love hearing from people. There's nothing better. You know this when people email you or text you or say your lines back to you. Yes. Or there's like that relating point. Yeah. They're that, right. like, I'm 100%. like, yes, like I missed that so yes, much. Totally. And that's like a very, now speaking of your lines back to you, I, I told you before we recorded, I didn't sleep last night because I watched every single vlog. I'm that so you've sorry. My, no, oh, my guys, vlog. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vlogs. Yeah. You guys, if you don't follow Emma <laughs> on Instagram, well, she does these vlogs and I really, I have a burning question for you, mm, please. You did a vlog about going to get Botox. Yes, I'm actually doing Botox tonight too. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, I need to ask you a question about this. You show up to the appointment and you were panicked that you didn't have underwear on. And so now my question is, what fucking doctor are you going to that you have to take off all your clothes to have Botox in your head? They don't make you do that? When you go in there, they don't make you get totally naked. Do I need to like take you? They don't put stuff in your butt when you go get Botox? What the fuck? (laughs) Do I need to save you? Like I felt like, oh my God, does Emma know you don't have to get molested to get Botox? Like I don't, oh God, should I help her? I appreciate that. (laughs) This is what happened. So, and that's really funny that no one else actually asked that. I am a weirdo the way I look at things. I mean, you're fucking right. There should be. So this is what happened. So I'm going to go get Botox and I was doing laundry and I had like sweatpants on. I didn't have underwear on. And I remember thinking like, Eh, and it's like, it was right near my apartment at the time. So I'm like, whatever, go come back. Boom. 
So when I go there and they're like, hi, and then they're like, oh, by the way, we need to do a like mole check. And I was like, mole check. And they're like, yeah, it's been like a year since you've like had like your like scan for everything. And I was like, oh, okay. has I it? missed that part. Maybe I didn't even say it. And I you was like, oh, have- I thought we were just doing Botox. And they're like, well, can you not do a scan? It's going to take like 30 seconds. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can, I can make that work. So then they leave and I'm like, mother fucker so i was i didn't want to be like butt naked under the the robe like that's gross so yeah. i took my bra and tried to like wrap you it made around your own underwear yeah that's very survivor dermatologist office like survivor she, dermatologist she turned office. her bra into underwear not good underwear but good enough by the good way enough. like i think i would have just panicked and been like i'll i'll die of the cancer just give me the botox right um, exactly she but i was watching this and i was like what kind of what kind of cosmetic procedure is she having on her face that she is rigging her own underwear out of her bra that they yeah (laughs) and that no one else asked that makes me seriously concerned for what other people are doing at the dermatologist other people like yeah that checks out you're getting naked it's like what people will do for beauty like what people will do for beauty Um, okay, my next thing I want to talk about from your vlog is no this this wasn't your vlog. Mm. This is how deep I went. By the way, you oh, maybe wow. should honored. get a restraining order against oh, me. I listened to your first episode of um, In the Bunker. What is it called? Yeah, I was doing a po- when right when quarantine started, I started doing a ep- uh, podcast called Emma's Bunker, and I'm going to start doing that again. I was really looking for like outlets when we yes. first went into it, um, and I mean, I still am, but I think now I'm I've got more of a flow down. Okay, we honestly, I got really tired of the editing. That's what's that's what's <laughs> editing what's is terrible. It's, it's like tough. really what holds me up. Like I, yeah. I edit this podcast before it goes to an editor. I don't know if you're like this, but I'm like this about nothing else but my work. I'm a perfectionist about. Oh my, my work. god, yes. When yes. I relate so fucking much to that, yes. Like I'm like because people are like, are you easygoing? I'm like. Yes. In that, like in relate, I'm like, whatever you want, whatever, I don't care. But like yes. with work that I'm not, I'm a, I'm a different person. Like my yeah. closet, what that? my closet looks like versus what my editing has to look like or to oh. completely, I become oh. a psychopath. And I keep saying to my editor, like, Oh, like, and he's so awesome. Cause he's like, just, you know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm like, right. no, no. I was like, that's good. And that's great that you think that, but right. I want it to be perfect or right. I'm not putting it out there. Can do you have to wait a while to feel that way? To feel like I didn't like do proud it? of it. Yeah. Like it, right after um, it comes out, are you like, cause sometimes right after something comes out, I like won't even watch it. I'll feel nervous. I won't like it. And then like a year later I'll watch it. And I'll be like, Oh, that actually was not bad. Uh, I, well, so this is what I do when I do, um, again, back to the perfectionist at work, when I put it out there, I put, I'm proud of it before I put it out there. Otherwise I don't want to put it out mm, there, but it's mm, debilitating because mm, mm. it makes you not want to do anything. That makes sense. What you just said though. I get that. Were you proud of your Netflix set that you did? Do I you felt- have any control over that at all? Like, do you have control over what the final cut is? No. How many times do you film it one time? No, not at all. Yeah. You know, you film it two times, but it, they were very, clear in that. I mean, they were pretty, you know, you submit your set that you're going to do and then they didn't edit it very much. They were like, cause a lot of times they'll want to like move things around or edit stuff. They were pretty, they didn't do that. And 
it was filmed in Atlanta and I think it was like four people a night. We were each four people a night and there were two shows and you probably recorded 20 minutes and then they edited it down to 15 and it was fun and it was really well done. And they really consulted you on it first. I, when I, after I did Colbert the first time, I don't even remember. I didn't even know what to think. And after I did the second time, I did not feel good about that right away. I was like, I don't like that. Okay. I don't like, I didn't like that. I put the material on there. I wish I had like spent more time in between the two sets. Like didn't way, like it's it. So huge that you did Colbert. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I didn't like that second time, but with the Netflix, when I saw, when I first saw it, I was like, I, I was in a relationship with a therapist at the time. I was dating Ooh. an art therapist Ooh. and I was always like, I was like, I don't want to watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. And then she was like, you need to watch this and I was like I don't want to watch this and then I remember we were in Cal she was visiting me in California because I was there for a couple months and she was like let let's watch it was maybe like two months after the Netflix oh, thing so came you out. still hadn't watched it hadn't watched it wow and then when I did I was happy actually so with the Netflix I was happy I liked how they edited it and I was like oh I, I like those jokes like I, I did feel like proud of that awesome. there are some things I wish I did awesome. differently but I did feel proud of that and then That's now amazing. I've gone back and watched the Colbert and I'm like, it's fine. It's not, the first one was, I don't know what the fuck I was wearing. I was wearing red, <laughs> white, and blue oh, and no. no one said anything. I had red, oh, no. maroon pants, a white t-shirt and a blue fucking sports jacket. Like, an, <laughs> like an, what an ass hat. <laughs> I, I don't wear, I don't dress like that anyway. I don't know what provoked me to think. Sometimes you think you need to wear a certain thing because I've I got no hundred. Well, I always wear like when I'm on stage, I always am like t-shirt, like things yeah. I'm comfortable in. And when I did access, people are like, you have to wear an outfit. And I was like, and out like, and I ended up wearing like a, <laughs> like a leather peplum top that like Ooh. had a friend, but it was so, uh, I was like, I wouldn't even wear that out. Why was right. I, why would I wear it to something why that's going to be I like wear it on television? Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Like forever 100%. there. And then um, that's what you look at when you go back and look at it. You're like, what the fuck? What was I, I wearing? The shirt. Yeah. The shirt. That's I'm what like, I why at. the shirt? Why the shirt? Um, why the shirt? I had a good jacket the second time I did it. So when I see the outfit on that one, I don't love the set. Don't love the way my face is. Don't really like my hair in it. But I had a good jacket on. So, I mean, by the way, good jacket is that very jacket. important. Yeah. I always think I can wear, like, literally, the I could dress like a homeless person, but if I have a good jacket, I'm dressed. Couldn't agree more. We were talking about your bunker thing that I heard. Mm -hmm. You talked about you read a book that you found super inspiring and you yes. hired the coach that was wearing oh the captain God. hat. Oh my God. Yeah. By the way, that's the episode I listened to. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I did. And then, he, um, and I was bitching because he stood me up one time. Yes. And first yeah. of all, I'm dead that he had a captain's hat. Yeah. What's up with that? So I, he's not a captain guys. He's like, not a captain. He, but he wears a captain's hat and a Hawaiian shirt. He, he wrote a comedy writing book and I read it and I liked it. And I reached out to him and I said, I'm not, I would like to go back and forth and brainstorm. I'm not precious about my material like that. Like I love working with someone on that editing, brainstorming, not all the time, but I was having writer's block. I was like, I like your, the things you lay out in this book. And then when I looked at a picture of him, I said, well, shit, cause he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a captain's hat. <laughs> That he doesn't I mean, take off. It sounds off. like every guy I've ever seen on a dating app. That's well, the kind of shit they post. I'm like, you guys. Captain's hats? That's pretty bad. You know what the worst one is? What are those German outfits called? Like when you, 
Oktoberfest, they wear the leader hosen. What? Yes, they post. Really? They, I'm like, you guys, like, come on. I thought guys always posted like things with, and I hope my friend Justin is my only straight si- single female, I mean, straight guy friend that's single. I hope he doesn't <laughs> do this. Maybe I'm on like a clown app. I don't know why they're don't they, like, hosen. I've heard people be like, oh, they always post pictures of them like fishing. There's a lot of dead fish. There's a but lot th- of that should be. I get why that's attractive. It's like, look, I caught this. I can provide for you. Yeah, I get. Yes, maybe that's the logic. The thing yeah. I'm really hung up on is when people, when guys post selfies of themselves in their bathroom, I get very caught up in how much I hate their shower curtains and the right. moms in their bathroom. I, I get never so lost in that. That's so funny because I got to pick. I got a picture from a girl the other night and she was like, it, the picture was like, bah, bah, boom. Okay. And she goes, she's like, whatever she said, she's like, this is the outfit I was going to wear. Cause we've been talking about sex parties. I've never been, I'm not interested oh. in going. And she was saying she wasn't interested in going either, but like, she was like brainstorming it. So she was like, this is an outfit I was going to wear at a sex party. Like, see, it has lace. And I'm like, yeah, fuck the lace. No one's looking at the lace when you're like tits are out a little yeah, bit. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So exactly. I would, if it was a girl sending me a picture of her in her bathroom and she was hot and she was like touching herself oh, no, or something, no. I wouldn't give a fuck what was going I on in the bathroom. I want to rephrase. If this is a guy that I'm seeing that sent me the right. picture and I'm interested in him. I'm not looking at the bathroom. Right. I'm but I understand looking the guy, at the it. strangers who yes. post these on their profile. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they, do they just not even, have a mirror in other areas of their house? It's, it's, it's that sometimes they'll do it within their bedroom. And I'm like, you don't have a bed frame. Like that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that I'm, I get that. That's the kind of stuff that I I'm get that at. too. Cause you're like, you're like, oh, your life's a mess. And this is your advertisement. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm yeah. not talking about if I'm seeing you and you're sending me pictures, I don't give a fuck what's in the yeah. bathroom, background. Especially if you're about, attracted to them. Exactly you know? if, oh, if you're attracted, yeah. I mean, I could overlook anything. I'm an expert. I know. That's I'm an probably part of our problem. <laughs> that is my problem. <laughs> yeah. I could sweep anything under, I could make an yeah. excuse for anything which is which shows empathy and understanding but also can be terrible because that's what i do too but it also can be a real problem because you're like i've justified so many things where this was someone my therapist at the time was saying this they're like where's your self-respect in that and i was like well i understand why they did this and relatable i couldn't kick them out because like this and that and their parents kicked them out when they were little and like they were living this is like years ago this Oh, so I, I I do that too. Where all you just are excusing stuff, and I don't know if it's because I like want someone to do that for me, which is but either way, it's not good. Like some some things we shouldn't justify. No, I I I've learned that's what I'm working on because I've justified things that I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Right. Um, I I definitely have done that. But back to the the book you were talking about. Yes. Did you read Sick in the Head? No, I haven't Apatow. read that yet. <gasps> I, I skimmed it. I, I need to order that. You're right. It is. No, let me is tell you something. So it is a game changer, life changer. Anyone listening, Judd Apatow wrote a book, Sick in the Head. It's interviews with stand-up comics, comedians, comedy writers. Okay. I think I read it a long time it ago. I need so to reorder good it. and inspiring. And I want to just tell you, this is such a great story. After I read it, I was so inspired. Mm-hmm. And I wrote my manager like an email, like a Jerry Maguire manifest about Mm -hmm. like how much I love the book, how I had to speak to Judd Apatow, how Judd Apatow had to read my script. He was so relate to it. It was literally, I wrote like a psychopath email, like, but I poured everything into Mm -hmm. it and all my manager writes back. He wrote, this is the biggest loser email I've ever received in my life. Wow. I mean, 
comedy is a really close friend of mine and that's right. his humor. And I was like, right. Jason, come on, like, come on. Wow. But it was like the funniest thing. I was At like, least you know, you can I trust was, him. I can trust him. Here I was. And I was like, this is going to change. My email is going to change the, yeah. the path of my right. script. Right. And right. Jason's like, you're a loser. And right. I was no like, one can ever see this. Um, I was like, okay. Um, he, I met Judd Apatow. He's very nice. He seen. Did you meet him at this comedy cellar? I met him at the comedy cellar, and I remember I was seeing him around a bunch when he was like in town for crashing. And he would, he'd be like, "Hi, you know what?" He was very nice, and I would get kind of nervous. And then we were crossing, walking to different clubs. And one time he was like, "Hey Emma, how are you?" And I just didn't say anything because I got nervous. He said, "So hey, I was like, Emma, how are you?" Well, I had met him a few times because he. Okay. I was. I did an episode of Crashing, but he put oh, me in I, it. So I. You were on Crashing. I was on an episode of that, but he I wasn't on set crashing. that day. Oh, I thought that I was a really, great show. Yeah, yeah. I watched. A, I watched a little bit of it. I, don't, I, I always watch true crime, not not comedy stuff. It but. is so good because it actually perfectly captures yes that's why i liked it it was yes. so realistic and yes. i thought it was amazing i loved crashing have you seen the documentary comedian no that's really good it's about seinfeld developing new material and it's just really it's very real i mean it's a documentary so of yeah. course but it's really cra it's crashing-esque in that it documents just being around new york but he, he i think i didn't want to seem like I was trying to treat him like a normal person. And then I was trying to not seem like I wanted something from him or right. anything. So I was almost right. less friendly than I naturally I totally am. Know. You're like, oh, whatever, Madonna. Like, right. right. Like, you're saying. If, if someone says hi, pretty much I would always be like, oh, hey, how are you? How's it going? Right. But he, I did not do that. I, I think yeah. I maybe was like, hey, you know. You're like, I snubbed him to show him. That's kind of. And, right. <laughs> I know right, that feeling right. though when you're like, hey, I don't know, how are you? Go fuck yourself. Go like, fuck what? yourself. Why, why would you, you do that? You could have given him a creepy email. What's with all these funny girls in Maine? You, Leah? You know, I think Maine is and i got to, i like traveled a lot when i was a kid too and i went to school and i would always i was in spent a lot of time in boston but maine you i do think of maine as having like a good sense of humor there's just very little pretension i mean there's every there's just nothing to do like the closest right. movie theater was 45 minutes away and it had two screens so you're just driving around in, like literally in the dirt like yeah figuring out you know, it makes, it's a very conducive to imagination, but maybe city kids have that too. I don't know. City kids. I think, I think we're raised, you know, I was raised in the city in like, you know, the eighties, nineties, when the city was not, I mean, right now the city is not great, but I was raised when the city was not great before, which I wish I could see. Cause when people say that I'm so interested in that, oh my like, God, you would ride through 42nd street and it was all like triple X theaters and like hookers wow. on the street. I used to go, me and my friend Dina used to like go just walk to look for hookers. Like we thought it was a fun activity. The hookers would hang out on like Lexington in the twenties. And we but were what, like, who cleaned it up? Like was, was it Giuliani? It was Giuliani. It was uh Giuliani really got cleaned it up and then Bloomberg 
Um, that's crazy to me because that really isn't that long ago. So that's like really like I was, uh, how I grew up in this city, you had to watch your back, like at all, like walking down the street. Like I learned to walk with eyes behind my back. My son was raised during, you know, when the city was already so cleaned up Mm -hmm. and he'll walk down the street with like headphones and his face down. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to learn to walk with like looking behind your back. And now we're back to that. So he's like, mom, I'm just going to run to like you know, Best Buy on the corner, like two blocks away. And I'm like, at night it's dark. There's scary people. They can, you know, they can stab you. They can like, you know, like I give him a list and I'm like, look for people cross the street, do that. You know, like, because he didn't learn to grow up in this city. And I'm the same as him. I'm like that too. Like I don't do that because it's not the New York I grew up or maybe it's because in Maine, I didn't have to, but it's not the New York I was around. You knew New York when it was safe. Yeah. When there were tables out in Times Square. Like that's the thing. Like I still can't get over like when Times Square has like tables out and like sure. yoga classes and not now. I don't know what's happening there. Is anyone you, there There now? were hookers? There were legit hookers. Like, of course there were hookers. By the way, can you still say hookers or is it like sexual industry workers? Because I don't want to offend. That's crazy. I mean, I kind of like loved that New York. Not yeah. that I frequented hookers, but you could go <laughs> to 42nd Street, by the way, and you could get like a actual naked person to do a dance for you. Like not a lap dance. Like it was like a booth, like, uh, like really dark fucked up shit in the booth would be like out in times square. And no, no, it walk. would be in a theater, but okay, they had okay, these okay. like sex, room theater. Oh, seedy, seedy. So crazy. Did you, there was a show. I didn't watch it. It was called like the deuce and it it would, it showed. I auditioned for that. And I don't remember what the audition was. I don't even remember what the show was about, but it took place in a time where like all of these triple X prostitute theaters were around in 40 seconds. Yes. Okay. Um, set in New York city during the 1970s, 1980s, the series pilot began filming in 2015. Okay. I did not audition for that. I was going to say like, were you going to be a stripper? Nope. Nope. Drug. I was thinking of something else with a homeless person. Nope. 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 (laughs) Oh, this is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's just really fucking crazy. It's crazy. And Times Square is empty now. Like Times Square is very empty. Are those creepy people still out there in the costumes (laughs) or or do they? Have they lost their job? I mean, they're just out there very sullen, like no one's walking by. I'm trying to think. I know they are not out there, but there are people like are out. Like, like I I was walking through Times Square because I just just moved back to New York and I came in to look at apartments and I was staying in Hell's Kitchen and I got pitched mixtapes like five times and I literally wanted to stop and be like, okay, first of all, like (laughs) what? But you're out here right now? You guys don't give up for shit. Emma, I am so excited that you joined me. Anytime. Love to come back. My pleasure. You are so awesome. I am. You guys, Emma, tell everyone how they can find you, stalk you. Instagram is my favorite one. It's just Emma Wilman, two L's and two N's. And is it, what's your favorite social media? I think Instagram that's, I just uploaded all my videos to IGTV. It's like the central spot. Cause then I don't have to be like, go to who's going to a website. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Do people go to websites? Do you think? I, I still know. do. I Google stuff all the I, I know. stuff all the time, but I don't know what I, I don't know what other people are doing. <laughs> but it, but Instagram and I write I'll write people back and I like Facebook too. I'm Oh, you still use Facebook? Yeah, I know. 
I just don't it's see just anything. I just see the same just 10 me. people. It's just, yeah. I'm the only one on it now. People don't really pop up in my feed, but I, or no, they, I do. I, I like Facebook. So if you message me on Facebook, I'll, I holler back. All right. Thank well, you. message Emma, watch her vlogs. They're hilarious. Thank You're you hilarious. So much. Listen to her podcast, watch her Netflix stand up. I appreciate it. Just, just be part of her life. Cause it's so Thank worth you. it. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.